Uh, Janine, I need you to do something for us. What's that? Uh, I need you to just step away for like 30 seconds and not listen. Is that okay? Uh, yeah. Uh, do you, so I should, I'm going to, okay. Yeah. I'll walk. I'll just, do you want to just, just like, just BRB. Okay. BRB. I'm ready. Janine, are you there? No, he's not oh, there, but I'm okay. telling you, I'm ready. Oh, I, I'm ready too. L- listeners, listeners, what Janine doesn't know is Julie and I are going to try to slip in as many puns about hand jobs into the next hour as we possibly can. Count along at home. Let's see how long it takes for him to figure out what we're talking about and or... Oh, is he back? Janine? No. Um, for us to break and start laughing. I'm going to type and say, come back. Come back. That's, that's going to be the hardest for me is not laughing. Not laugh? Well, because, mm-hmm. y- you know, if all goes well, you and I are going to crack each other up. Do you maybe have a fan going in the background? It's actually the computer. <gasps> oh, buddy. Here, you know what? I will. Yeah, it's mine. Do you want me to go get my uh, USB mic? Um, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it'll make a difference. Okay. I mean, the sound will be there, but who cares? Oh, who cares? Everybody's recording in cor- coronavirus time, so... It's like, it's like Sophie is getting a, a blow dry. <laughs> uh, or a hand dry, if you will. <clears throat> um, come on, Janine, come on back. Where are you? Come back. Maybe he's gone for good. What's Definitely. Up? Yeah, there, there we okay. go. We were like, maybe he just left and is never coming back. I. That's possible. I mean, there's. I have so many places to go. Like my kitchen. <laughs> we just. We just needed to talk about our periods for a second. Okay. Well, I. I have stuff here if you ever need it. Do you really? So you actually took our advice? Yeah, I did. Welcome to Podlander Drunkcast and Outlander <laughs> Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Julie. That's Janine. Hey. And uh, and uh, Aaron Scott. Sorry, who's Aaron? Janine. By the way, we got a we got a very nice message today from uh, a new patron who also sent me a lovely message on Twitter that specifically addressed you as Aaron. I mean Janine, and it made me laugh really hard. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, anyway, uh, longtime listeners will remember uh, one time that we accidentally spent an hour talking about what kind of female sanitary product, not female, what kind of menstrual sanitary products uh, Janine should keep in his house for his guests who might need them, and. Um, uh, he took that I, I, advice. I'm learning now that he did take that advice. That's he great. He took that advice. Janine, that's incredible. Yeah, well, you know, you guys, it was a good conversation. And then a very strong point was made that this is good for my go bags first aid kit, too. So, ah, yes, Kara. It is. You got to yeah. put it in your bum roll. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You, you know, you could put it in all kinds of things. But even if you don't have room in your bum roll, you could at least carry it in your hands yeah yes. in your clutch in, my in clutch. your clutch yeah I, mean, I have a like really right there nice, in the fists i have a nice satchel i'd put it in <laughs> yeah i bet you put it in your satchel <laughs> but if you don't feel Filthy. like putting it in your satchel like i said you could just take it in hand and mm-hmm. uh and offer it to your female companions sorry no god damn it offer it to your companions who need menstrual products that way there you go um so we are talking today about <laughs> uh, about the noise Julie's computer is making. Uh, 
I can um, totally go get that mic if you guys want to chat for like two seconds. I don't know what difference the mic's going to make. Is, okay. it, is your computer just like fanning itself really Yes, high? it is. It's just swapping? Yeah, because right. I was on it most of the day. Like um, I have it and my work computer open at the same time. It's a Monday, guys. It's it's 420 for us. It's uh, It's been a goddamn day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it it has been a goddamn day. I want y'all to know that I'm currently. Tom has to finish it, um, you know. Or you, I mean, he's finishing it himself. But I started it um, with mm-hmm. my own two hands. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, chicken stock Ooh. from the chicken I roasted this weekend, <laughs> and I made uh, sautéed shard with lemon and parmesan. Ooh ooh! With the lemon, was the lemon hand squeezed? Oh, yeah, it was hand squeezed. I, I took it in my hand and I just sort of like gently squeezed it. What the and hell? then what the juice came right out. <laughs> We're talking about food. And, um, uh, and then some garlic and some onions and some Parmesan. And it was, is delicious. We're not eating dinner just yet, though. Oh, Allison, uh, I have to say. hand versus, versus two in a bush, huh? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. Allison, I have to say that during this um, shelter-in-place order, I've noticed that you've been cooking a lot more, and I'm so proud of you. I'm just really glad that you're able to like get in there, get your hands dirty. Oh yeah, well you know, I like it's very satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even if it's not necessarily food that I'm going to eat, and it's just for the enjoyment of someone else, mm-hmm. it gets very satisfying, pleasurable even mm-hmm. um, to do that for someone does, else. Does mm-hmm. someone get a handy in this episode? <laughs> 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 Yay! Oh my god. Four minutes. Five minutes. Not even five minutes. Oh my god. You're so oh smart. Oh my god. Janine, I would Janine. have just fucking gone on like I did with that Fleetwood Mac fucking bit. <laughs> hold on, hold and on, I hold never would have known. Hold on, I've got to finish it off. One last pun for you. Here's how we're gonna finish things off. Tusk. Oh god. Wait, the moment you said like we're gonna black like blacksmith like with our hands, I was like, what the what? What the fuck? Sure. Mm-hmm. That seems like it hurts. Did I miss something? And then I just, well done. You guys, you. you really, you know, I really wish we could have made it all the way through till when it actually happens in the episode, because <laughs> it would have gotten epic. <laughs> I, I mean, it, we'll, we'll still probably, it'll get a little bit, it'll get mm-hmm. a little bit epic. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. You guys described that happy birthday scene and I was like, just insane for like two weeks. Um, so like, <laughs> so you're on your mind? Is, are you this saying is, that? Uh, not, this is not going to be that. Oh, okay. Um, so we are talking about monsters and heroes, um, an episode of the show that chronicles pretty faithfully uh, one of my favorite sections of the books, um, in in which uh, a let's say a potential disaster befalls the ridge uh, and gets everybody in a tizzy, and then a buffalo shows up. Um, <laughs> good, finally. Oh my God, yeah. Aaron. And then, and then the buffalo gets a hand job. Just kidding. <laughs> um, what is this, the Yellowstone? <laughs> <Come on. laughs> um, uh, picnic baskets? I don't know. No, so this... the, buf- the buffaloes were like, I mean, people were trying to like more or less give buffaloes handies this summer and we're just getting attacked by buffaloes because people are idiots. Wait, no, 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 no. What? No, that not like actual handies, but they were trying okay. to get selfies, which might as well be like an Instagram handy. Uh, but like they were basically like <laughs> pulling off the road to go get up in a buffalo's grill. And then the, bu- and then Don't the, buffa- do that. the buffalo was like, mother fucker. Fuck you, and then like attacked them, and then shot them into the air by headbutting them. I 
think I remember seeing this. It was what's insane about that is that I was on that road not two hours earlier when that happened. I saw <gasps> wow. those buffaloes. I was I like drove by the exact people who did that stupid well, shit. Well, maybe you saw one of the ones that's gonna be in the episode today. Well, these maybe are, you did. These are plains buffaloes. Well, not forest and buffalo. also those were Scottish buffalo from a buffalo farm, as we learned mm-hmm. in the, the slightly less infuriating than usual inside the episode. Um, they had to find a like a buffalo ranch in Scotland, uh, which is hilarious to me. But somebody's got one, so mm-hmm. there was some. They took some green screen equipment and filmed some Scottish buffaloes. Um, huh. By the way, yeah. I have to say, of all of the things that happened, the eventful things that happened in this episode, I think the most eventful um, is that none of them knows how to fucking hunt. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, that was a little but, unbelievable. Brianna and Claire are the only people who know how to hunt. Um, everybody else, they're all like, ooh, time to go hunting. And they come back with fucking nothing. Um, and they only get meat when a buffalo literally wanders into their palatial yard. Their <laughs> ca- carefully mowed lawn. The croquet court. The croquet yes, court. Absolutely. Um, so let's do this. Julie, how does this mm. one start? All right. So... The, the actual cold open this time, Buffalo. So it's good that we were talking about it because yeah. Buffalo. Would you say that the Buffalo is both a monster and a hero? Yes. What about of men? Hmm. Mon- monsters of men. Never mind. Mo- no. Monsters mo- monster of men. mice and men? Of mice and men. That's, that's, I don't do pop culture jokes. My <laughs> <laughs> that's my bad. Sorry, everybody. It's all good. <laughs> So we see a couple of buffalo, and I imagine that one of them goes, because they always do in every <laughs> video of them. And then credits. And then uh, after the credits, we see checking the bay. Oh, that's right. This was a very cute scene between Claire and Marsley, where Marsley's getting her prenatal appointment. She's about to have a baby, and Claire's giving her the old run through. Yeah, she's like, let's uh, take a listen to that belly. Let's check these ankles. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let me get um, my ear trumpet. I'm going to put it great. right up to your tummy. And then Marsley has a really nice line where she says, I'm so glad I could share this with you It makes it, as my mother. Like, she calls her her mother. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's like, and it's she specifically says, you know, the first two, they this time it should be old hat, but... Uh, but I'm glad I get to share this with you and not for the medical stuff I'm paraphrasing, but because mm-hmm. my mom, and she looks kind of awkward as she says it and Claire gets in her feelings. It's very nice. It was very cute. <laughs> uh, I want to make it clear. Marsley will have that baby this episode and it is the seventh least eventful thing that happens in this episode. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, in, in the um, exam, there is this really <laughs> To me, what was funny moment where they're looking each other dead in the eye and there's this long pause and I'm like, shh, whilst I put my hand in your cooter. <laughs> because it was literally like a shit, like, yes, I know you have to do that. Okay, I'm doing this. Um, mom moment. Oh, and then fucking voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> when we were doing the crowdcast, Julie threw up her hands. <laughs> It was like, God damn it. Clarification. Yeah, clarification VC. And all I wrote about was, Something about colors and time. <laughs> um, let me briefly, I don't want to get too sidetracked, um, but once upon a time, I got, Julie, I'm assuming this is what you're yes, referencing. Of okay, it is. good. Just making sure. Once upon a time, 
Um, I was not quite dating someone I really shouldn't have been, um, who went from just not even knowing that I existed. This is, this is a, this should always be a warning sign. Not even knowing that I existed, uh, to heart eyes emoji, uh, because I said the words Jonathan Franzen. (laughs) Oh, that's fucking cold, dude. (laughs) Yep. Um, should have known. Anyway, um, I, like the bloom was already well off the rose and I was just kind of trying to like let it not ghost him, but like let it sort of take a natural death since it wasn't really a thing. I was just sort of not, you know, um, and then I get this text after which point I did have to be like, you know, I think I've, I've, I'm glad that we're friends, but I'm not sure this is the right thing. I got this text and it was raining and I, and I, and I was out. I was out with some friends and I got this text that was like, it's raining. It's beautiful. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's the kind of night. It makes me, makes me want to write a poem. And I responded, I was like, uh, great. You should, you should do that. Like, I, I, I I think poetry is wonderful. If you want to write a poem, you should do it. And he responded, maybe something about the texture of rain. What the fuck? And on? it was. Is this that a was, handy joke? What's going on? Oh, no. no. There real. was uh, no penal contact at oh, all. Wow. That was. Uh, if And if it had been in the works, that would have been a real, what they call a boner killer. <laughs> because <laughs> I couldn't decide if it was the texture of rain that offended me the most or if it was something about. And I showed it to one of my friends I was with who happens to work in publishing who I'd see very infrequently, I was like, Michael, is this grounds for automatic shut it down? He was like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I was like, I, I feel like a snob. He was like, no, something about the texture of rain? It's like, yeah. I mean, also just write a poem, don't text me about it, but something about mm. the texture of rain. I love you want to know what the so texture much. of rain is? Wet. <laughs> I love that story so much. Anyway, Patty. Anyway, Patty. So, I, I totally wrote it into my notes. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> listeners, we did the crowdcast yesterday and about halfway through it. I know I'm a great actress. None of you had any idea. Uh, I started feeling really nauseous, so we postponed till today, 420. Hey. hey and, um, uh, so Julie has had, she's been sitting on that for a full, um, uh, I don't know, 24, more than 24 hours, 28 hours. Good <laughs> Lord. Um, I was sitting on a lot. You're sitting on a lot. You, it was quite a handful. Of yeah. Your notes. I was, I would say it was difficult to handle. So <laughs> I, like, I like that I'm in on it now. Cause this makes it more funny. <laughs> um, so we that's cut the opposite of a hand job. Janine, then you're not yeah. you're not in on it. That's a one person show. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it the other person has to be into it, right? Yeah. yeah. One and a half. Certainly into it. I'm, yeah. I'm going to say there's definitely a halfie there. <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, you yeah. know, okay. Janine, I, I all know. The build it's... up for this, all the build up for this. We're, I'm telling you, we're still getting there, and oh my not God. even sort of prepared for what it actually is. That is kind of like a hand job, so. Yeah, exactly. 
You never really <laughs> expect it to go as long as it does. It does. The first yeah. penis I saw. It's well, first it's because penis, very first. It's penis. because it's not their penis. Exactly. No, mm-hmm. for sure. It gets, yeah. Yeah. No. Everyone's so like, oh, well, that that comes back later. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> so we <laughs> cut to Brianna Angelic beautifully asleep on her bed, and fucking snuffly ass, creepy ass Roger trying to all make out with her while she's asleep. I mean, she does seem He's to be... He's nuzzling what, her. I, that it, was rough. It's a nuzzle. They're, mm-hmm. First of all, they're sleeping starboard style. Nude. Nude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they're sleeping a la starboard. And, uh, uh, so the, which means Roger takes off his CPAP machine and then... <laughs> oh, but does he? <laughs> oh, boy. You'll never and know. Then, Leans over in all of his hairy resplendence and sort of starts nuzzling her and kissing up on her. And she wakes up, and I do have to say, because there was some chatter about this in the Slack, wakes up and immediately seems pretty into it. This is not a I'm trying to fuck my wife while she's unconscious situation. It's very true. It's very this true. This is like, allow me to wake you up with my morning wood. And then she's like, ooh, okay. And <laughs> ooh, then, all right, and morning then, wood. And then all of a sudden the baby is like, ooh, my parents are about to have sex. Um, and I wrote baby cock blocker. Yep. I'm paraphrasing Jimmy, Mm -hmm. obviously. Um, and then Roger goes, shit. (laughs) And then the baby goes, shit. (laughs) So Um, the baby says shit and Brianna's like, dude, and that boner killer. And also in that more further boner killer, also in that conversation at one point, she's like, I don't even remember how Jamie comes up, but she starts talking about her da Again, Which, don't and then he just kind of lets her. himself in too. So it's like Jamie's always there. Yeah, there all of a sudden there's like a pum 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 on the door, Jesus. and Brianna's like, "Okay, well, let me just wrap this blanket around myself." And she hilariously takes the entire blanket, and Roger like cups his own balls and starts looking for his pants. <laughs> so he, I'm, I'm saying he takes his hand, mm-hmm. he puts it around his genitalia, and then he starts looking for his pants. <laughs> Why? Because um, Jamie, somebody's at the door. So Jamie, they open the door and it's Jamie and Brianna's wrapped up in a blanket and Roger just barely has pants on. And you can see him go like, uh, uh, I interrupted something. And then somewhere in his brain is like a doodle, 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 doodle. And he remembers when Murta used to walk in on him him and Claire and he gets all sad. And then he thinks about eating some puss. And then then he goes back to talking to his daughter. Um, And then the baby goes, shit. (laughs) (laughs) These are really some intense acting moments for Sam Huon. Shit. The the baby saying shit was... Very cute. Can I have a shit skit? <laughs> <laughs> so Jamie showed up because they need a hunting party to go kill an elk or some shit. They need meat on the ridge. And he and- looks at both of them and then is like, so, Brianna, would you like to come hunting? <laughs> and you can kind of feel Roger, who's, who's, again, was just cupping his manhood, go like, ooh, girl. Hey, Jamie does make a dick joke, though, because he says something about we wanted every able-bodied man and you're certainly able-bodied. So that to me means he saw that his son-in-law had a hard on. Then he didn't jerk him off. Nope, he did not. He did this not. This is not the scene in which a hand job occurs. Yeah, that did not happen here. Okay. Hold, hold on, hold on just a second. Yeah. Waiter, bring me another Mai Tai. <laughs> I told Neil just to come into the room whenever he makes whatever he's making. Let me so. see if that... I think he has his headphones on. Hold on. I have to text Tom the words, Waita, bring me another Mai Tai. 
That is Waiter, bring me another my tie. Nope, not autocorrect. Not man. My tie. Man tie. Man tie. Man tie. Nope, that's plural. That's later. Where you tie one on your man? That's later. Hand fast. Hand fast. Oh yeah, there is some discussion about them being hand fast with no witnesses. Oh my god! Oh my god! I don't think there'll be another one better than that. Something tells me this is going to be a three cocktail show. No man. Okay, fucking a. Let's get to it. Come on, Allison. We got to get there. We got to motor through. We we're going to. Well, you just got to keep going because uh, you know you might be getting tired, but it's gonna come eventually. Mm -hmm. So you just keep at it, no matter how much your wrist hurts. Um, (laughs) Tom. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god i can't even yell for neil because guess what first of all he's half deaf secondly he can't hear because he has earphones on so oh. did tom that sound was me hurling a packet of pumpkin chili mix across the room <laughs> to, to get his attention cute <laughs> guys i'm not drunk i've had Exactly one beer. I was just very productive today, and I'm high on hand job jokes. Yes, and we're gonna keep getting high on our own fucking supply. We got to keep going. We are, Allison. Because we're so not even close yet. This is just the pre-cum. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Janine, the real, it's bummer is not the right word, but the real complicating factor of this is, this really is a very good episode with a lot of substantial stuff in it, but then also there's this hand job. <laughs> it's an episode dominating hand job. Is it, and is it like, is it, I mean, we're going to get to the hand job at some point, but like. Like is I it, said, your wrist is going to get tired, but we'll get yeah. there eventually. Is it something where it's just like, oh my God, and a hand job? Good grief. No, it's oh. more than that. It's more than that. Oh, what trust. Trust, my baby. So, trust. So they're going out hunting. And Roger is an able-bodied man, as evidenced by his morning wood. So yeah. he is going to go with the whole gang. There's random settler who we never know about who is probably starving because he's living in a tent because Let's no one has call built his him. house. Let's call him the stranger. Okay. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> god damn! Just avoid, just avoid. So, just avoid. And it's gonna be happening the entire episode. Just <laughs> buckle up. And then there's one Beardsley because you can't do two Beardsleys at once. You've got to have no, balance. That, bur- that burns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there's one Beardsley, which I assume that was to save money. Anyway, there's only one Beardsley. Um, it's and it's Josiah. Uh, you can tell because he looks a little bit less um, crazed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Fergus. Fergus, who's there and is doing some serious brow acting. Oh, acting. perfect brow acting. Uh, Wean, obviously, who we just witnessed killing a wild boar, so he knows what's up. Huian, right? Yeah, that didn't make any Huian. sense to me. By Huian. the way, I want you to know the Slack channel has overruled us. They've ruled oh, in saw. favor of another Fuck nickname. In. Fuck me in. Ooh, <laughs> As nope, coined yeah. by Jen Lander Drunklin. And I think, I think we will probably rotate through nicknames because there's who we in, there's wow we in. Um, 
There's we Dolly trust, and... We trust you all to understand when we're talking oh, yeah. about Young Ian. <laughs> yes. Fuck um, good, though. I like but that. But fuck me and so Fuck me and's pretty good. I mean, fuck me and can't kill anything, though, which is weird. That didn't make any sense to me. So, so basically, the way that this hunt happens is they go into the woods. In the woods. And then they see some buffalo. And Jamie and Roger go like... They're following the sound of buffalo. Um, somehow get separated from their party. We don't really see how that happens. And then everybody who isn't Jamie and Roger is like, well, the buffalo ran away. I guess we better go back. And they just leave. <laughs> Julie, is that an exaggeration? I think it took a little bit longer for them to leave because they specifically referenced, he told us to be back here at dusk. Yeah. So they do wait around for a while, but... The main point is, is that they are separate. Jamie and Roger are separated from the hunting party and they are alone together. And that's the way it is. Um, so they, that's it. That's a wrap on the hunting. You, the number of creatures that get killed in hunting. Zero. One, one. So, and we're about oh, to get there. And sort no of. hand jobs in the forest, apparently. No, no not that well, we know of. Wait, wait for it. There might be. Oh. Let's leave it open for joking and inspiration because I know that the word tug exists and that could, that could come into oh, this. Oh, that's true. Oh yeah. Th there is some serious tugging there. It is just a mastercraft in tugging. Yeah. So, but, but the, but the Beardsley party, um, yeah, they're gone. again, everybody, but Roger and Jamie, they, they're like, see ya. Uh, I know everybody has to subsist on meat because we were too busy carefully crafting the woodworking <laughs> in the big house, house to, to plant <laughs> crops. So uh, we better kill some things. Uh, uh, oh, somehow the only thing that exists in this forest is a herd of Buffalo and they ran just slightly too fast. So we couldn't kill any rabbits or anything. Sorry. <laughs> No deer, no pigs, no bears, only men in bear suits and a herd of slow moving buffalo. That's <laughs> all we got. Um, so they leave. Jamie and Roger, on the other hand, are like, ooh, buffalo. Jamie takes a shot, misses. He's like, Roger, go. And Roger runs. I'm assuming to throw his gun at the buffalo because <laughs> he's not he's an excellent shot. marksman. While Jamie refills his fucking powder and puts another ball, whatever the fuck in his, it, well, he takes 76 hours to reload his single shot rifle. Gets another one in the chamber. He gets one. He gets one in the chamber. He is primed and ready. <laughs> that takes some time. And then out of nowhere, he gets bit by a motherfucking rattlesnake. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. Not even a no shit. A what the fuck? Seriously. You hear a sound. And he's disturbed and alert. And then he, because Jamie is fast thinking, he takes his dirk in his hand, as <laughs> you do, God. and he slashes it down at the rattlesnake and cuts its head off. Mm -hmm. One could even say that he beat the meat because he hit it several times. There's what's left is like the main body of the rattlesnake and then just like a shaft and a head. Mm -hmm. Just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> and then he checks his leg and sure enough he was bit by a rattlesnake yeah he hollers manly holler and roger comes running having missed the buffalo when he threw his gun at it and he comes running and he's like oh i had a wee encounter with a snake and then roger says well then where's clear 
Just like, no, not that snake. A different snake. A literal snake. An actual snake. <laughs> <laughs> I and can't then they tell pr- what's real and what isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I mean, the snake is real. He really does get bit by a rattlesnake. This so. is true. But the, the, the dick joke, though, it could be a dick joke in there, too. <laughs> no, no. Ooh, he oh, really gets bitten by a snake. This but is you like know an what? LSD episode to me, man. It Holy is no. a dick. It is a dick joke on all of us. <laughs> It is. And I want to tip my hat to Dr. J and some other folks who were in the crowd cast who managed to make a high level medical joke about being bit by a rattlesnake that involves the acronym DIC for like a it's, it's like and it's a real thing. And I can't remember what it is, but they made a lot of high level medical dick jokes, jokes I could never understand without a very expensive education. And it made me so proud. DIC. DIC. Um, anyway, so what uh, Roger is then like, oh, I guess I better take key to this. And he fucking cuts out a big chunk of Jamie's leg and starts sucking out the venom um, with his mouth, which is a different kind of job. He was yeah. trying to prevent the disseminated intervascular coagulation. Ooh, you D- know a little something about I- venom. C. That's D- it. <laughs> DIC. That was it. You know what I Googled? That was. The DIC snake thing. That <laughs> That's fucking awesome. We live in the future, everybody. We live in the fucking future. That's so funny. I love that you did that. Oh, I love you, oh man. Um, so, yeah. So, Roger puts his mouth on Jamie's leg and sucks out his essence. Um, and, it's, and it's a really good effect. Like, the bite looks really... And I'll say this. Whole episode. The... Um, Makeup is fucking on point. Great. That's true. All of it. Like, all of it. The makeup on his leg, the makeup on his face, like, all of it. Mm-hmm. But Roger starts taking in, and I love this section of the books. I did not quite picture the geyser. Oh, God, that was an unintentional pun. Um, <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, no. wow. <laughs> no, because Roger sucks it on that wound and then it spits out what is obviously like a mouthful of blood. Ugh, yeah. And it's that, and just like spit like spews it. And it is and then like drinks whiskey to purify his poor little mouth. And um it's very bad. So then Roger, and this is a like a really, really good touch that I cannot remember whether or not happens in the books or not. Jamie's like, go find the others, you useless punts. Um <laughs> go find somebody else. So Roger goes wandering looking for other people and can't like trying to find all the people who saw a single Buffalo and we're like, guess it's time to go home. <laughs> yeah. Um, we missed it. Oops. Oops. Um, so he's wandering around and he can't find them. And as we were watching the crowdcast, Julie was like, why isn't he yelling? And there's a reason he's not yelling. And it's because he can't yell anymore. Oh, and Richard fuck. Rankin does a really fucking good job with this because you can see he looks so helpless and like yes. frustrated and sad. And when he does eventually yell because it is his only option, um, it's the most desperate sound. He just, it, his vocal work, Richard Rankin, I swear to fuck God, that guy is going to get an Emmy nomination this year. Um, mm-hmm. He's really killing it. And he's killing it despite some bad writing for Roger. But yep. like the last couple episodes just fucking nailed it. And he is great in this episode. He and Sam are both great. So then he comes back and he sees Jamie cooking the snake. <laughs> Yeah, just like fucking filleted open, pulled up on a stick over a 
warmly inviting fire because this is the shit that Jamie does, right? He's just and like, he, oh, I've got bit by a snake. I guess I'll have to start the fire. <laughs> and he eats it. He eats it and he goes, fear's fear. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Good God. Eat the flesh of the snake that bit you. Fucking hell. So then they're just in the woods and... They have a conversation over like many individual scenes, right? And I'm I wouldn't do it justice to try to summarize it. But this, like the Beardsley episode, is kind of a um oh, let's call it a shelter in place episode mm-hmm. where there's a lot of like stationary little moments. And, and the um the writing of the conversation I think is really excellent. They have a brief tizzy about which Bible verse one of them is quoting, and at one point Jamie, who he just steadily creeps downhill just like duh he is not doing well he asks if roger could read him his last rites and roger is like well you're not gonna die he says how about a prayer then and he says all right but it won't be in latin and it's fun because ha 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 catholics um (laughs) and they like just kind of they're they're sort of bickering but mostly it's affectionate and then jamie starts to talk to him about like the things he needs to know if he's going to die like what he needs to tell claire and what he should do and he says that claire needs to go back she can't stay because it's there's nothing for her if in this time if he dies and it's safer there and if jamie can travel they all need to go back and he he talks about um, Stephen Bonnet, which is going to be a big deal. So he says Stephen Bonnet's alive and blah, blah, blah. He basically does a previously on Outlander about yep. Philip <laughs> Wiley and all that stuff. Um, and Roger's like, I've, I mean, I've never killed a man. I can't, I don't know about killing someone. And Jamie's like, well, your dad went to war. And if you had been the right age, you would have gone to war too for that. So Jamie just like knows about the second world war because of course he does because Claire's talked about it, but it's a weird thing to hear Jamie Fraser being like, you know, world war two, you know, um, that thing, <laughs> it's like, you know, like that thing, that, that you know, the thing that happened, With, um, you know, guns that were yeah, more powerful that. than, than yeah. my reloading time of five minutes. <laughs> I see what you tried to do there. I see. Yeah, I'm not the joker um, in this one. You guys are killing it so far. Well, we're, we're oh, trying. No, you're doing great. You're doing great, Janine. Oh. Um, so uh, anyway, they have this conversation, and we see it sort of ebb and flow as Jamie looks worse and worse, and he's looking really rough. Meanwhile, um, back at the ridge, back on the <laughs> ranch, um, Claire, Claire, and Brianna are like, oh, well, they probably just camped for the night. Oh, and this is, I don't know if this really is important at all, but everybody else on the ridge is busy dyeing all their fabric with indigo. It's, it's dyeing not. day. It's but not important at all. I think it's just homesteading. Yeah. It, mostly because then we see an extremely pregnant Marsley still just kicking ass. Oh, and I think it's activity for Claire and Brianna, right? Because Claire and Brianna have a very important conversation that only becomes clear of its importance later, where Brianna's asking her, like, did you always know you wanted to be a doctor? And Claire says, well, I didn't think such a thing was possible, but I know this is my purpose. You know, my purpose is to be your mother and Jamie's wife and to save lives and if i lost the two of you at least i would have that and brianna says well what if your 
calling? What if the thing you're meant to do is a thing you can't do because of your circumstances? And Claire says, this is a really good piece of writing that I, I think is maybe a direct adaptation from the books, and if not, is pretty close. She's like, are you talking about you or Roger? Because Roger, obviously... You know, as a professor would light on his voice and hear the thing that sort of distinguished him was the singing, and now he can't do that either. And Brianna was studying to be an engineer, and like, you know, the, 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 but now she's old tea timesy. Um, <laughs> uh, and Brianna says, well, both. And then it's like, hmm, I wonder if that conversation will come in handy. Mm. Handy. Oh, it'll come in handy. <laughs> it'll come in handy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gosh. I'm going to be fatigued by the time we get to it. Rubbed raw. Well, just that imagine is... just imagine how Outlander's feel... wrist is feeling. That's true. Uh, yeah, it's not feeling as chafed, maybe. That is where that conversation happened, too, hilariously. I'm just looking at my notes. In the dying? Yeah, in the, yeah. that first cut back to the dying. And so then then that's when all the other hunters show back up at the ridge and like, we're not together. And it's like, oh, shit, Jamie and Roger is still out there. But they're probably, they probably just pitched a tent. That's right. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so then they have their Dark Night of the Soul conversation. It is very good. It's difficult to summarize and do justice. I will say, here's a, like, a little tiny bit of in-the-book stuff. Um, the, the part of the reason that I love this section of the book so much is that Roger can't move Jamie because Jamie is a fucking redwood of a man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and also because it's too dark. So, like, it's not dark when the injury happens, but it is late enough that even moving quickly, they'd have a hard time making it back in time before they lost the light. And certainly with Jamie injured, there's they're not going anywhere. So they hunker down. And in the bit, certainly they talk about Stephen Bonnet. They talk about some other stuff I'm not going to mention because I don't know how the show's going to deal with it. Um, and then they talk at length, Jamie basically monologues about all of the shit on the ridge how all how he knows all of the people their relationships to each other who needs to keep who you need to make sure you're keeping the peace with who is behind on their rent and you need to make sure that they're going to be able to feed themselves who like the families that could come to blows and the people whose egos needs to be assuaged and like the overall needs, what needs on the Ridge haven't been represented. Um, some connections back in Scotland plans for the future, where things were going to go, what to do with the whiskey, how to talk to Fergus, what to do with this, what to do with that. Um, at le- like off the top of his head. And as it's happening, Roger realizes it's because he's, and Jamie uses the word, son son of the house in this episode and it's very nice but roger realizes like oh okay well he doesn't think i'm worthless because he is preparing me to take over all of his shit like all of the things that he all of the things that this remarkable brain because we talk about how hot that guy is and Mm -hmm. how like how successful he is at laying pipe and whatnot all the time (laughs) but in, important to remember that he's also a cunning linguist and that mm-hmm. he um, has many, many skills uh, outside of the bedroom. Um, 
and even though the show doesn't always show those things, he mm-hmm. has a like a pretty remarkable mind. So it's a longer conversation that's incredibly intricate about all of the balls that he has in the air. <laughs> <laughs> God, Unintentional, that one. Just couple. Just, they're just flowing now. Yeah. yeah. Like Ooh. And once Not it yet. starts, it's hard to stop. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like once Not it yet. starts, Hold it on. just keeps going. Damn. I know. That takes practice to slow things we down. To, we have mm-hmm. to edge this episode a little bit. Ooh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Watch out. Man. Gosh. So, wait. Oh, yeah. That's when they show up. Last rites. Blur. Kill Bonnet. Oh, I, this scene was really cool, Allison. Uh, the one thing that really stuck, stuck out at me that doesn't usually stick out at me a lot with this show is was the camera work. It reminded me a lot of the Doom Hut. Hmm. Yeah. You know what? People in the uh, crowdcast said that, too. So mm-hmm. it would be Doom Woods, 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 Makes a little like, like a little sleigh. Yeah, and then he tugs Jamie on home. Yeah, and he puts <laughs> and he puts Jamie on it, and he tugs him, and he's tugging him through the woods. And there are, oh. and there's a bunch of like funny surly banter, but it is very obvious. And these two do a great job with this. It's very obvious that they have turned some kind of corner. Like the two of them had this exchange where they just like. All really of get, the bullshit went away because really it was. Close. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. they're getting extremely <laughs> close. <laughs> um, but all of, and this is why I love these scenes in the book so much is all of the other shit goes away, and all that matters is who is going to take care of this family. Like, what needs to be done and who needs to be protected and all like, and how to be a man and how to be a laird and how to be a father and husband. And, um, and it becomes obvious to Roger that, yeah, maybe he's a terrible shot, but, um, you know, maybe he shoots too early. (laughs) Maybe his aim is bad, but, uh, Jamie really does consider him a son and is prepared to make sure that someone picks up this mantle and takes care of these people. And it's great. So they're going through the woods. Roger's just tugging, tugging Jamie along. Um, and meanwhile, the horse, the white horse, <laughs> I forgot this. A white horse appears at the ridge out of fucking nowhere, David Lynch style. Like it's just all of a sudden there's a white horse and everyone's like, oh, God, that's Jamie's horse. Uh, So they realize, I guess we should probably go looking for him. So Ian and Fergus and Rollo, bless um, the best. Very good boy. They take off into the woods and they can hear Ian and not Ian, sorry, Roger and Jamie can hear him and Jamie is like drifting in and out of consciousness. He says at one point he starts being obviously very sure he's about to die and says like, tell Claire, I meant it. And, um, tell Brianna this and do this and that it's upsetting. And Roger is obviously panicked because you know, it's not going to be great for his marriage. If he, if he drags Brianna's second dead father, Ugh, fuck. <laughs> out Ugh. of the woods. Ugh. Um, 
so then he can hear Ian and Fergus and Rollo, and he goes running looking for them like drops jamie (laughs) on his little kit or whatever goes running and he's trying to scream and cannot this is like the halfway point of the episode by the way we're not even close to completion um and he's trying to scream and he just can't so he takes a stick and he's beating it on the tree he's beating it as hard as he can (laughs) he no he is beating the shit out of that wood He's he beating that wood. Ah. He's, uh, uh-huh. oh man, there's another joke. And you know what? Roger so. really rises to the occasion. <laughs> I... um, and he manages to get Rollo's attention, at least. Rollo, very good boy, goes racing through fighting. the woods mm-hmm. and like licks Jamie's face and is there. And so then they, are, they manage to bring Jamie back, looking like living death. Oh, he Just looks looking terrible. 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 Just really terrible. Julie, what happens after that? Other than... Oh, uh, they get back to the ridge, and this is where my notes start dying because the weird shit starts happening. Okay, here we go. They bring Jamie back, and it's bad news, right? And Claire doesn't have any way to get penicillin into his system, right? And she keeps talking to Marsley about how it's going to take forever for the uh, like penicillin broth that she made for him to ingest it, for it to really make any difference in the infection in his leg, because his leg is just garbage. Right. And there are basically two problems. The problems are the snake venom that's still coursing through his body, despite Roger's fervent sucking, um, <laughs> and the infection. So Claire is obviously trying not to panic. Brianna's trying not to panic. Marsley's trying not to panic. There's a really nice moment when Marsley does not say, fuck that guy. But when they're lamenting the fact that they don't have a syringe and she's talking about Brown Town, it's like, that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I don't remember exactly what she said, but you can see Lauren Lyle in her head going, fuck that motherfucking asshole. Yes. You need a syringe, man. Uh, it's great. So she, first of all, Claire says, hey, hunters, you know how you did all that hunting yesterday and you came up with nothing? Do you think you know, with all your hunting prowess, the hunting that you do, you can manage to hunt down some fucking maggots? And she sends everybody off to go find maggots so that they can put maggots on Jamie's wound to eat away the dead flesh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Can I get a maggot? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Janine. Oh, my God. Ew. <laughs> so they go hunting for maggots, and Brianna feels really helpless, and Roger is obviously worried, and Jamie is um, not about any of it. He is not His- a good patient. No, he he gets he starts kind of getting more and more agitated and a little bit more crazy, I think, because he's got a fever and he's just not well. And uh, he looks over and sees that Claire has a saw on the table. Ooh. And he's like, fuck no, man. And he kind of <laughs> loses it and like grabs the saw and is like, you'll kill me before you take my fucking leg. And Claire makes a promise to him that she won't take his leg even though she knows she would if it meant he was going to live, right? And then she has to make this terrible promise because she knows she's going to break that promise if it means that he continues living. But he's fucked up, man. He is not not well. Um, He is not at all well. Looking a little flaccid? Yes. Yes. He's very limp. Like, really. 
just well, a languid she, limp. If she kind of soft looking. You know, if she has to cut off that leg, that's a permanent limp. <laughs> oh reach. My reach. God. Yeah, that was a real reach. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so um I mean it is it's it's distressing. And like I said, the makeup was it's fucking incredible. It, like he just looks terrible. And Claire, you know, obviously <laughs> it's very obvious that if it comes down to it, of course she's going to amputate his fucking leg. It's just that then she has to worry about whether or not Jamie will ever if forgive her. Forgive her. Right. Um, so uh, it, do, it, does anything specific happen before the entrance of our credit Buffalo or does that just kind of fucking happen? I mean, it's or it, well, like I said, it's, it, Shelter in place episode. People are just having mm-hmm. conversations. So it all tends to blur a little bit. But basically, um, Claire's concern is uh, poison and infection. And the poison, she says, he, his body seems to be fighting the venom, but the effect, infection is bad. And if there was a way to give him penicillin with a syringe, maybe that would be fast enough. But as it is, it's not looking good. Um and she is having a hard time. So they have a conversation about only one of us is allowed to be scared at a time. Jamie says, you know, he would love her for, he'll love her forever, whether he's dead or not. And it's a very, it's uh, Katrina, but kicks the shit out of it. She's very, very good. Um, Brianna is also worried. Roger is also worried. And then Roger calls Roger Mack into the bedroom and it's like, oh no, Buffalo comes first. You're right. Because, yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it goes, it cuts to uh, Lizzie hanging up some of the fabric that they've been dying to dry. And she looks at the baby because the baby's talking about something. And then she hears something and turns around. The and baby, there's this enormous Buffalo behind her. The baby is, is like babbling, like, I'm cute to Lizzie. And then he looks behind her and he goes, shit. <laughs> 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 Not really, but it would be great if he did. I um, can't tell anymore. She but turns around. Lizzie is scared as hell. I believe big, that. Big, fu- huge buffalo. Buffaloes are and fucking massive. She screams, and Brianna comes out. God, there are Brianna gets a couple of really good moments this episode. Brianna comes out in her very cute pants and vest, and sees the buffalo and sees her baby. And is like, no. And just starts yelling like, hey, Buffalo, over here. <laughs> this hey, way, asshole. Here, Buffalo, come over here. This, look how amazing. Look at this ass. Come this way, Buffalo. <laughs> um, and distracts the Buffalo. And then eventually it runs at her. And there's a fucking, first of all, in the inside the episode, there is footage of Sophie Skelton, bless her heart, having to act against a guy who's just wearing a big coat. <laughs> like, he's not in a mocap suit or anything, because, of course, they just green screened him up, but it's just a dude, like, in a large brown coat. <laughs> was it the bear guy? It was the bear guy, wasn't it? Probably. He was like, hey, bro, come here. Hey, get in here. Do this again. You're an animal. Um, and expert. then it charges at her and beams her, and she goes cartwheeling through the air. It really looked like she would have gotten hurt way worse than it appeared afterward. You guys should look you know, up those videos. She's young. She's resilient. She she bounces back quickly. You should look Man. at those videos from Yellowstone. Fuck that. That would fucking hurt. As the people shit. getting bucked or, oh, or like tossed by yeah, the buffalo? Get, it sounds like they got beamed like Brianna did. So, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, it wasn't cool, but she, she's okay. Okay. Well, good. and it's a pretty good effect. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's convincing looking, and she's all right. And meanwhile, Claire is like feverishly loading a gun, right? And I, I wish that there were a visual component to this episode because there's a natural hand job joke when you're right jamming there. the powder down into the rifle, and I'm making the gesture right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And with one shot, she gets with it, the... and then Brianna cuts its throat. Um, Damn. And blood goes everywhere, and they kill a buffalo. So two bitches managed to kill a buffalo that literally wandered into their yard. They gave um, it that sweet release? They did. They did. Oh, it splooged everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the blood, I mean. Um, mm-hmm. well, I don't know. So then they're butchering this buffalo. But Jamie... After Claire has made the shot, he's obviously hurt. He's dragged himself on his forearms out to the with a, like a blanket covering his his genitals parts. Um, drags himself out to the porch like he was gonna do something about it. Um, it's distressing. Then he makes Roger say like, he calls Roger in. Is like. Roger Mac, I I would sleep in my own bed. And it's obvious that what he means is I want to die in my own bed. So Roger recruits Ian. It's like, we gotta, we gotta bring your uncle up to the bedroom, man. He, he really wants to be in that bed. Uh, And he's really heavy. And I just dragged him through the woods, but I, sorry, I tugged him through the woods by myself. I need a, (laughs) I need a second pair of hands this time around. Yep. So they lug him up the stairs and he gets in bed and Jamie says, I don't remember exactly how it comes about, but Jamie says something about how he would rather die than have his leg amputated. And he can't trust Claire to not do it because, and he won't be able to stop it himself. And the very best scene of the episode. Yes. Uh, and this is, and it didn't happen in the bit because Ian wasn't back yet in the book for this scene. Um, so this is an addition of the show, and it's great. It's brilliant. Like, it's really clear that they were thinking about the character and what he would say. Ian loses his fucking mind. He's <laughs> like, I'm sorry, what are you saying about my father who's missing a leg? What are you saying about Fergus, who you oh. consider your son who is missing a hand? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, a, like a disability rights advocate. Like, he loses his mind on him. It's like, I, I was so, I just, I wanted you to be my dad when I was growing up. I looked up to you so much. That's why I ran away to Edinburgh to see you. And I never thought I would be ashamed of you. And I'm so ashamed of you. And I used to be embarrassed about my dad not having a leg, but I have realized what how brave he is and how smart and strong he is and i'm so disappointed in you and just like unloads on him and it is it was so good it was fucking great john bell man i'm toasting my microphone boink boink kill that was she's right though that was the best scene in the entire episode Ugh, it's really and jamie looks so ashamed of himself as he should yes he's being a dick bag it's under like it is completely understandable that you would grieve severely grieve the loss of your leg, but what a thing to ask of any doctor, let alone your wife. Like he made his wife promise to let him die rather than perform a procedure that she wasn't going to want to do, but that would save his life so they could have more time together. Um, it's it, it is understandable that he would be 
upset and grieving and no one has to be well behaved when they're going through shit like this. But man, it was incredibly satisfying watching Ian dole all Take that shit out. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Um, later Ian Fergus shows up and Ian has a conversation where he's like, well, so Jamie's up in the bedroom cause he didn't want to die in one of Claire's hospitals, 57 double beds. <laughs> <laughs> It's bizarre. There are so many beds. Why are there so many? There's a bed in the kitchen. There was it somebody? Beds in was the it somebody on this Slack who said one bed for every fireplace? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that was There's a bed for every fireplace. It, it's, it's, like, like, it's like an opium den. Like there's just beds everywhere. It's just yeah. beds. Yeah. Only they're all like painted a cheery green and glossy. They're all double bed. I was like, no, this opulence. They own everything. everything. There's a reason the, why. 60% Ridge of North Carolina's beds. Fun fact, actually found in Fraser's Ridge, but just in the one house, <laughs> everybody else is still just sleeping under pine boughs. Everybody's just, on just the in ground. a fair hut. They're all in fairy huts, except, yeah. for, except for the Frasers who have all the beds. They went to bed bath and beyond (laughs) (laughs) and got all the beds and also all the baths fun fact there are so many baths anyway patty um fergus fergus gets to have that great callback of a man life of leisure man of leisure that made me laugh one became a oh my god it's even better than i thought it was julie do you know what the line is what is it in one stroke (laughs) i became a man of leisure oh my god perfect I, just, I was about to drink some water. I stopped. Thank you for giving me the warning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the line. That's the real line. So um, Fergus essentially is, says to Ian, like, well, you have to, I mean, you have to be patient with him because even if he's not being well behaved, this is, we need to be with him when he needs us. That's what he needs, even if it's hard. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and Ian is like, yeah, well, I feel bad that I was such a dick to him. And I was like, no, don't feel bad. You spoke the truth. Jamie was mm-hmm. being a tool. Anyway, it's so, very nice. If nothing else, it was nice to see Cesar, damn boy, get some lines. That was yes. great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was great. So now Jamie's in his own bed and he is looking very, very terrible. And it, it looks like he's just going to die. That's the way it is. And he's alone in the bed and he has a start and kind of wakes up out of whatever kind of delirium he was in. And Claire, Allison, do you know why she was in the chair instead of in the bed with him to begin with? I assume that she fell asleep in the chair as she was sort of watching over him. Okay. um, Without coming to bed. Yeah. Like maybe she she wasn't in the bed with him. Trying to give him a head start or something. Yeah. Yeah. And he reaches out to her says something to her i don't know what the words were i know that he actually starts to fade away and he says touch me right he says touch me yeah and then guess what she does uh oh wait she right then and she, there she jerks him back from the jaws of death mm-hmm. this isn't a euphemism uh claire gives jamie a hand job that brings him back to life you're kidding she's me. really she's really got the magic touch she, 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 she jerked him back to life. Yes. She jer- so her, her jack off instruction was live J O I live. That's technically. 
She took off her. She took off her nightgown and laid on him so that she, because he was complaining about being cold. Okay. So she was helping his body temperature, and then it probably was like a, a, a adrenaline, right? Yeah, there's a. You can tell the, this ridiculous fucking scene, um, which I'll remind you. Which first of all is this does happen in the books. Second. Um, is the second time that Claire has used sex magic to will the life back into Jamie because she also did this after um, his terrible fucking attack from Blackjack Randall. Um, she, she fucked him back to life once before, so this isn't the first time. But um, <laughs> that's so weird. So basically, Jamie says touch me and it and his breathing is really labored and it's very obvious that he's straight up dying and she the way that katrina plays this is she's obviously panicking so she like puts her whole body on him and then it's not like you see his peen or anything but you the way she's moving her arm it is very obvious that she's tugging on that d when we were doing the live the crowd cast i'm like watching it and i'm like is she giving him a hand job and everybody started flipping out in the comments. And I was like, what? That's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. Like I, on one level, I, I get the physicality of it, but on the other hand, I'm like, okay, fine, fine. You know what? We're, this is a show about a time traveler. Who am I to judge? (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Who would it's have thought big dick things. energy worked like that, though? You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. life energy, big dick life energy. Big um, dick life energy. It's, it's like <laughs> big dick blood pressure, like big, <laughs> big dick healthy circulation. It's, a, it's his tap root that they really had to oh, energize. Okay. So we're going. I Wiccan, see what you did there. You know, going. It's with, um. It's. it's psst, 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 psst. Hey, 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 hey! That's the fiery cross. <laughs> Oh my god. Man, I can't wait till all this is over. We can go to the oasis and fucking hang out for real. You know what? Janine, oh. I feel like just on the off chance there's any misunderstanding, I want to be really clear about what happens. <laughs> Jamie is dying and Claire saves his life via hand job. Yep. Nope. Somebody okay. on the was well, it on I the it. Allison? I can't oh. remember if this was on the Jesus. Facebook page or the Slack page. Somebody said that their husband was like hand job, huh? You think she'd at least given him a blow job? <laughs> and then like walked out of the room. And I was like, you know what, sir? I agree. Yeah, yeah. except for the dialogue would have been like this then. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! Wow. <laughs> Live for Sounds me. a little bit like the Swedish chef. Oh, Father, who ordered heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy Like that. Wow. <laughs> it took a weird turn. Wow. That, just now? That's when you took a weird turn? Yeah, yeah. For me. For me. Anyway. I mean, they would be. Pr- she would be praying. Yes, yeah, yeah. she would. Yeah. <laughs> Gargling last night. <laughs> you know what it does sound like this way? Like, hurdy, hurdy, hurdy. 
earlier. Um, so, uh, point is, he comes back to life. But like, he's still... I know that this was supposed to be very serious. It really was actually supposed to be serious and about and their very true well physical acted. connection, right? But it almost felt like this particular scene was made specifically for us to talk about it on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow Daphne showed up in that writer's room and got, was just like, guys, we really need to give them some fucking I'm going to need you to give them at least one hour and five minutes of straight dick and handjob jokes. <laughs> I will you say, do it? Thank you, in Daphne. the books, this is an easier thing to pull off because, you know, you're you're in Claire's mind, so mm-hmm. you understand, like, there's a need for closeness and there's a need to, like remind him of the strength of their connection and like it and it just um it's less of a handful (laughs) this it does feel like this is one of those things that doesn't like maybe here it's a it's a little bit harder to swallow yeah yeah and it wasn't like the writers were doing anything to lend them a hand (laughs) yeah this this did feel a little raw Katrina, mm-hmm. she did just she she pulled it off all by herself. <laughs> um, you know what, Allison? Low five. <laughs> oh wow! Wow. So the wow. next morning, you'd think we'd get a scene where Jamie wakes up and he's like, "I had the strangest dream. <laughs> I was walking towards a light, and all of a sudden, I felt." A small, delicate hand around my cock. (laughs) And it drew me back. (laughs) With gentle tugging back toward my earthly existence. But that's not what happens. Nope. He's still not doing great. But he's not dead. Which we're led to believe he would have died had Claire not just gone ahead and wanked him right off. And having had a firm talking to mm-hmm. from Ian and then a firm seeing to from Claire. He's mm-hmm. decided, he tells her, I free you from your promise. You can take my leg. If that's the only thing that will save my life. And she looks so grateful and so upset. And mm-hmm. then ever like they're all drinking whiskey and Ian comes in. He's like, auntie Claire, how can I help? She's like, I'm going to need more than one pair of hands. That's not oh, a joke. God. That really is what happens. So we're Wait. clear. Um, hold on, hold on. Wait. So then we go to Brianna and Roger's house, and Roger pulls out from his little wee pocket the snake's head. Oh, fuck yeah. Jesus and, Christ, I was getting worried. Bree's like, what the fuck? And he goes, I don't know, something about it. It just made me want to pick it up and get my hands just all over it. And God, she I'm looks so at glad, it. Julie, I'm so glad that penises don't have fangs. Me too. Well, Can you imagine? Too. Scare the shit. Terrible. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. How come? You know what's really sexist? There are all those stories about vagina dentata. Dentata. Mm -hmm. And no stories about penises with fangs. I guess maybe shooting a kid into you is fang enough. Yeah, maybe. That is is pretty like. Like uh, a little, you know, you remember Bunicula? Yes. Like that, but Penicula. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, a. That's a pinnacle joke right there. Oh, oh Julie, my God. Julie, are you picturing a penis with rabbit ears and fangs? Because that's what I'm picturing. Yes, but then I'm also 
picturing said penis with rabbit ears with little fangs sucking all the juice out of a stalk of celery. Well, because the title of the second book was The Celery Stalks at Midnight. And so I always think about celery when I think about vanicula. <laughs> guys, guys, oh my goodness. this is going really well. So, so she <laughs> Brianna grabs the snake and it's like, what the fuck? And she squeezes it. And then she has an engineer mind. Fuck. Oh, yeah. She can this use the tooth to make a syringe. Fucking brilliant. And this is also right from the Bix. Only then I think they have to go out looking for another rattlesnake. I don't think they bring it home. Um, but mm-hmm. basically, and she she comes bursting into the surgery, which she has to go through like six sets of doors to get mm-hmm. there. And then like through the vestibule. Through she the Zen Garden. At, she stops at security, has her ID badge checked, continues on. Mm-hmm. Comes in and is like, did you know that snakes are beautifully engineered? And, and her mom little... is just picking up the saw like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what? Brianna, I got to cut your dad's leg off right now, okay? Go back to not fucking your husband. I'm busy. And then... hey <laughs> And she's like, no, listen, listen, listen. The way that rattlesnakes work is they have to use this pouch in the side of their mouth to push the venom through their teeth. And she holds up this thing she made, which Julie describes as looking like a piping bag for when you're piping icing on a cake, um, that she's put the fucking anti-venom, or no, not the anti-venom, that the penicillin broth can go into. So Claire is able to basically frosting the inside of Jamie's body. And she's able to write, like, happy 25th birthday, <laughs> Jessica. You're welcome. In penicillin, inside Jamie's body. And she puts it, it's really gruesome, like, right in the wound. like oh, And the wound is, like, Freddy Krueger-ish now. It's terrible. And he lives! Yay, Jamie lives! he keeps lives. his leg, too. Mm-hmm. And he keeps oh his leg. God. Although, imagine the fucking sexual shenanigans they could have got up to with that peg leg. I'm, t- I'm serious. That would have been mm-hmm. a very interesting outlander. It could have been some very uh, confusing pole dancing. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe if it was removable, we would have seen some like high quality pegging. Oh, oh, pegging with a pet, but splinters. Ooh, you're right. Brianna's going to have to engineer a condom. She is. Or at least <laughs> shellac. Yeah. <laughs> All so, right, that my last note that I have is just snake tooth needles. So no, you're gonna have to close this so, guy out. Uh, Marsley has her baby. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, that was a, in that the was woods. The entire time. In the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very dramatic. Um, it's when but, she but, and Fergus and their kids are out hunting for maggots for Jamie's leg. She like leans up against a tree and is like, oh, God. And then Fergus is like, well, here we go again. And, and that was kind of it. Fergus has um, Jermaine, the older kid, who is somewhere between two and 27. It's uh-huh. unclear. <laughs> and then their baby. And he's like, and he runs up to her when she starts being like, oh, God. Oh, we can't get to the hospital. I'm about to have this baby in this car on the side of the road. Uh, that thing. Um, but he runs up. He's like, uh, uh, will you hold the baby? Not really, but that's what it looks like. He's like, I don't know what. I have a tiny child in my hands. How do I help you deliver this baby when I hold this other baby? <laughs> <laughs> And oh, then, we, then she's 
then she's in one. Then like they cut to Marsley and her beautiful hair cascading over her shoulder in one of the many beds. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's not the surgery bed. This one's not her surgery bed. This is the pantry bed. <laughs> so many beds. Um, and she's had a little girl and she's very cute and pretty and every life is a new blah de blah. And then Roger and Jamie are having a conversation again with their new understanding, right? Their new, let's not call it a bromance, but it's like no. a, a, like a father son man's some respect. There's definite respect yes. there. And, and the collegiality, like they're joking with each other. Um, and it's, uh, it, it's nice. It's a very nice vibe. It's a good vibe. Um, and Jamie says, well, you know, you don't have to hold up to your word anymore because I can still kill Stephen Bonnet. And Roger's like, oh, I know. I know you can, but I'm going to go with you. Uh, I'm going to go with you because I want to get this done because I want to fucking murder the man who raped my wife. Uh, Also, they have a conversation about how Bonnet, Roger tells Brianna, we skipped this part, Roger tells Brianna that Jamie made him promise to go with him Mm-hmm. So now everybody knows that everybody knows, right? Roger told Jamie that Brianna overheard him at the wedding. So everyone knows that everyone knows about Bonnet, um, which is good. Thank fucking God. People should have conversations all the time. Seriously. No shit. What yeah. comes of it? Transparent um, communication, people. And uh-huh. she says that, uh, and Roger tells her that Jamie is worried that um, Bonnet will be able to take Jamie away because the whole room full of people will say that she was willing to fuck him for that ring. So it won't matter that they, she says, but we were married. Surely if possession is nine tenths of the law, that should count for something. And he's like, well, first of all, I don't think Stephen Bonnet cares about the law. And second, we were hand fast and there were no witnesses. Yes. Oh, there were, great callback. That was such a good joke earlier. Many witnesses at our wedding much later when Jamie was 15 years old. <laughs> uh, so anyway, point being, Roger's like, I want to go with you to kill Stephen Bonnet because I know I can't shoot for shit. But you're going to teach me how to fight. And then we're going to go take down Stephen Bonnet so he cannot take my son. And also, let's just hope that none of us gets bit by a snake while we're doing it. I'm telling you, I don't recommend it. (laughs) Don't recommend it. It's a good episode. It's a good episode that is going to be always and forever. The The handjob episode. The the dying handjob episode. Because this is like, it makes the 30-second bean flicking in season one look quaint. Yeah. Cuz that yeah. was just like maybe she was maybe she was ready for it. You know what I mean? Like maybe she yeah. maybe somehow she was I mean she did ride a horse all day. Maybe there's a lot of jostling. Right? Maybe. But he is actually on doors death's door and, and she says, just tugs like three times and he comes back to life in a little monologue he's like well i just i knew i needed you to touch me and then i you know i felt you and i walked back through the door and it's it's a good ev- literally every scene in this episode except for that one is good and even that one is well done it's just um <laughs> poorly uh-huh. handled oh, oh yeah oh i'm just not sure shit. I'm just oh. not sure it translates that well from the book. Like, I just mm-hmm. don't know. I feel like 
that's the kind of thing that like maybe you roll your eyes a little bit while you're reading it, but at least you understand what's happening from the character's perspective directly. Yeah. Um, because it's uh, uh, basically there's no barrier. It's skin to skin contact you and the narrator's mind. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. um, you're barebacking. But you can't recreate that experience in the, show so no, it's a like, in a filming experience this feels like something that maybe they should have just walked away from they should have um abstained. i would have gotten it if she just did the whole like body contact and like heat thing oh yeah like but i if, feel like that would have been enough but i know that they were trying to remind us of the incredible sexual energy that these two people share i <laughs> guess Which, but it I also mean, was like eh, okay. you know it's connected to their love and whatever and yeah it doesn't it didn't translate well um yeah. it didn't translate well but other than that like really great episode yeah it was I this think. was there was a lot going on i mean even I with all the handy puns like it mm. was <laughs> yeah like i said marsley had a baby and <laughs> oh, we f- and julie literally forgot about it that's how much <laughs> yeah. happened in this episode well and yeah and the fact that jamie and um uh roger actually like are having some comeuppance and like getting to know each other a bit better um, yep. I think that, yep. and that's a, that's a big plot point for those two, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it'll matter a lot next week. Jesus. Next week on Outlander, all the shit hits the fan. No snakes, and no hand jobs. How many episodes are left? So that was number nine. So there are four left, right? There's 13 this season. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So, so that's on like six a scale. Years from now? Yeah. <laughs> let's, t- let's start with, um, let's start with costumes. On a scale of um, you just draw a mustache on your penis to like an entire little tuxedo with a bowler hat on top, also on a penis, where does this fall on the costume scale? Well, I feel like it has to be somewhat mystical, right? (laughs) There has to be some sort of magical realism. Ooh, would Um, you say it's like a Fleetwood Mac video? I would say it's more like going to see a really professional production of puppetry of the penis. (laughs) (laughs) Where there's a whole chorus of penises that are doing a kick line. Yep. With their balls. Because that's all I was thinking about. Julie, I want you to picture the entire episode. Penis balls. Are you ready? (laughs) One flick. Singular sensation. Left ball, right ball, right. Da na 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 na. Wait, one left flick, ball, flick. right ball, one ball change. There it is. Suck ball change. Suck ball change. Suck ball change. Flap, 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 flap. Okay. Next up will be the um, the sexual content scale, obviously. So on a scale of, oh, you know what? I'm not even sure I can really do this one because all the things I went to are really creepy. Because, you know, the the line between a handjob that's creepy and a handjob that's not creepy is extremely fine. Yes. Just like one a- would almost say non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> so I, God, I don't know. How about this? Uh, on a scale of um, um, 
um, a creepy movie theater to mm-hmm. the first penis I saw. First penis, <laughs> very first penis. First penis, very, very first penis, 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 penis I saw. I saw. Um, okay, so to me, it was a little bit ludicrous and came out of nowhere, but I've had so much enjoyment from it afterwards, making up jokes and laughing at fucking handy jokes and dick jokes, that it's worth it. So, Allison, do you remember that film, that do short film remember? that we watched at your house, Hand Fart? I do remember Hand Fart. It's it's like hand fart. I didn't expect it. <laughs> didn't know where it was coming from. Was blown away when it happened. Like what? And then afterwards, I'm just laughing about it all the time. Hand fart. <laughs> a delight. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, that's good. All right, and then getting up to get a beer scale. Um, on a scale on a scale of um, wow, this is taking twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> to hey now it's time for round two where does this fall whoa shit that's a great scale thanks this falls you know once it got once they got back to the ridge but that was about halfway through the episode i don't think i would have gotten up but there were a couple of times where they were in the woods and it was the father to son shit and it was fine but it was all kind of very same same at least in my opinion Meh. So I could have gotten up at least once or twice. So I'm going to call it Tuesday night. That's my scale. <laughs> great. Night. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God, I had a really good dirty joke and it flew right out of my mind. Well, that sucks. What was it? It was, it was something. Oh, no, it was a question, a sincere question. Yeah. Say for whatever reason, I don't know. You uh, are fooling around, but you can't have penetrative intercourse. And for some, like, I don't know. And you just had your wisdom teeth taken out. So blowjob is not an option. I just don't know that I'd be, I'd be having any kind of sexy times if I just had my wisdom teeth taken out. Yeah, but let's, let's pretend it. I don't know. It's somebody's birthday or like you're high on wisdom teeth drugs, right? (laughs) Something. (laughs) You're definitely, you're, you're up for it. You're game. Right. Okay. But for whatever reason, you're giving a handy and it's taking a very long time. Yes. Would you get up to get a beer and then, (laughs) and then go back to work? Yes, but it would be whiskey. Sure. But you get up to get a drink. You'd be like, hold that thought. And also that peen. I'll be right back. I've got to get a drink. And then you'd come back. Great. Good to know. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Good to know. You know what? Speed things the, up, though. You wouldn't have this I, problem because you'd the, exercise a woman's secret. Well, no, I'm going to say there is the um, the possibility that when I'm gone to get the whiskey, Neil just fucking takes care of it because he's so much better at whacking himself off. You know, right? I, I was just thinking <laughs> he's had like, more practice. I was just thinking yeah. that like this is this is one like to me if someone was like, hey, listen, I need to go get a drink, I'd be like, okay, I'll just sit here and I'll, 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 I'll prime the pump. You know what would made that scene better? What would made it seem better if Claire, if if Claire had been, you know, doing the, uh, like a gentle back from the dead tug, and then Jamie had been like, "Clear, a little gently, get some hand lotion, <laughs> a little bit up and to the left, clear, cut my balls, clear." <laughs> oh my god. Okay. 
All right. Oh, That's going to do it for us, guys. Uh, yeah. Good grief. I think, Allison, you really did a uh, knock-up, I'm sorry, knock-out job. <laughs> um, I want to read a couple more euphemisms that I had written down Please that I did not get to use. Hit us. Fiverr. I really like that one. Fiverr's good. <laughs> Fiverr. You know what it makes um, me think of? Um, an American tale, Fiverr goes west. That's when yeah, you get a that that, <laughs> That's when so you get a hand job and there's a little cowboy hat on the top of your penis. Yeah. <laughs> and then I don't think I got to use the term handicrafts, but there it is. Oh, that was the dying day. They were working on handicrafts. I thought I said handmade. Mm. You know what? The you know what should be a euphemism for getting a ham job? Hand job, sorry. Homesteading. <laughs> homesteading homesteading mm-hmm. it just feels alone. right you're at home you're it's you you're, you're at home. tilling the soil mm-hmm. you're put you, you know you've got to really work it you've got to work the soil <laughs> to get the grain okay i'm with you i'll go with it and you gotta put your back into it <laughs> well i mean it's all about leverage you did you not have to go right hard. yeah okay. um <laughs> so anyway patty Fuck uh uh, what a weird one this is. You can find us <laughs> on Facebook at facebook.com slash podlandercast. You can find us on Twitter at podlandercast. You can find us on Patreon where you can support the show, join our absolutely filthy in some sections Slack channel and unbelievably wholesome in others. We, we got today. We got footage of a tiny child riding a mini horse named Tinkerbell. Yes. And it's come cute. on. It's adorable. It's cute as fuck. Someone did mash for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I Cheers. Was really cute. I like oh, that. it was so cool. God damn it. Who was it? Let me find. Was it? I Ames. do remember a, a couple of things. Cheers Jordan? to Ames. 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 You were your partner was Lord John Gray. So you and Coinface were hanging out at Lollybrock. Yeah. You had three kids. I remember that. Uh, one of you was a blacksmith. Yeah, my best friend is uh, Fergus, which is there you go. Awesome. Yeah, and my pet was um, the cat. What's the cat's name? Adso. Adso. And Adso. your transportation was uh, Frank's convertible, Fuck which yeah. is a pretty sweet. Ride. But I had the trauma of a hanging. That I know that's sucks. not great. That's Good not God. great. Ooh. You're just gonna have to sit by the enormous roaring fireplace at Lollybrock with a nice single malt and just talk it out with Lord John. God, you know what? Because even if it's not a physical relationship, you two could have a beautiful emotional love affair. And you know what? Like, I saw that and I was like, you know, I might not give him the intimacy he completely needs and deserves, but man, that would be a fulfilling relationship. Nice friendship. Yeah. So point being, (sighs) you can join our, you can support us on Patreon, which makes it possible for us to do the show, which even though it might sound it, it's not cheap. Um, uh, at patreon.com slash podlanderdrunkcast. Um, you can join at any level, but for $3 and up, you can join the Slack channel, which is cool as hell. Um, and I think it's at the $5 level you get bonus episodes, which we're about to drop one on. Ken Burns Baseball. Oh, oh my God. May. It should have been, God, it should have been a penis wearing a baseball uniform. There's that's what oh the scale God, should have been. All the baseball puns we could have used too. That would have been a do- home run. Oh, no, guys. We do that in Ken Burns baseball too, though. So watch out. There's more ball humor coming your way. 
Well, that's a bahi word. Um, anyway, yeah. you can find that at patreon.com slash podlanderdrugcast. We want to thank all of our patrons who make it possible for us to do the show. Thank you so much. But we especially want to thank Dr. J, um, the standard bearer for medical-related dick puns. Thank you so much. You're the best. <laughs> Zena Perez, Stella Welch, Misty Ojepi, Kayla Reagan, Amanda Newton, Jen Lander Drunklin, Trish McCrary, Lori McGuire, Katie Kirshner, Beth Locke, Rochelle Lefevre, 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 Rochelle, tell me how to pronounce her name. The other Janine, love that one. John Samoski, Amy Gustafson, Mary the Falling Statue, Tori, Shannon Duffy, Alicia Glenn, Liz Penniston, Philip Nako, Heather Moore, Amanda Whitney Harrington, Chrissy Shively, Maria, Emma Lofold, Samantha Smith, Jenna Polkowski, Steph Peterson, Rachel Townsend, Tara Lucchino, Catherine Marshall Eastman, Chantel Salters, Mary Lumpkin, Crystal Nanavati, Anne Gibson, Ruth McCormick, Kara Marlowe, Flourish Root, Friday Payton, Kathleen Moniz, Hi Mom, Hi Mom, Hi, Mom. Pickles, aka Laura, you're the best, and our official Slack Den Mother, Kiki, the wise. Um, thank you so much for all that you do. Uh, I hope that you all got a hard on from this episode. That's the oh. last. One. Yep, that's not that's not a that's not a pun. That that's just a, that's just a statement of fact. I can just say uh-huh. I'm, I'm spent. I'm spent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, oh, that was fun. That was fun. Um, but you know what? Even though it ended early. Um, I still found it satisfying. And by that, I mean the joke. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, because we just kept going. <laughs> it was like... As one does to get the job does. done. We powered through. Mm-hmm. I hope it was satisfying. Mm-hmm. Although it was probably pretty messy. <laughs> yeah. What I'm saying is the, the episode is a penis. The, the, I'm saying the episode is a penis. <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't know what I'm saying. Bye! Bye!